to honor the memory of George Floyd, the 46-year-old black man who was tragically killed while in police custody in Minneapolis, Minnesota on May 25, 2020. This episode of Still Standing with Lennon Will will begin with a moment of silence lasting 8 minutes and 46 seconds, which represents the amount of time the arresting officer held his knee on Mr. Floyd's neck, preventing him from breathing.
Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Still Standing with Lynn and Will, a podcast about love, relationships, and life. I am your co-host, Will. And I am Lynn, and thanks for tuning in again. Yeah, thanks for uh, sticking with us again, the uh, most consistently inconsistent podcast on the internet. You know, uh, <laughs> we keep saying that. Hopefully, one day we'll... Uh, We'll get rid of that that name. <laughs> One day soon. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since we did our last episode, but that's okay. Uh, we're still we're still standing. And we enjoyed having Jacqueline and Junior yes. on. They were very good. That was a very fun episode. Yeah, yeah, we got to know them a little better. And that's what this is about. Getting to know, you know, folks, their relationships, their journey, and hopefully others can learn from it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, we're looking forward to doing um, a couple other um, interviews in the future. We've got a couple people lined up. Um, so definitely want to make sure that uh, we get more insights to relationships because, you know, ours isn't the only one, obviously, out there. So it's it definitely isn't? good. Um, there are other relationships? De- definitely, definitely other relationships okay. um, um, and, and insights. I'm, I'm sorry to... to break this to you in this form and fashion but uh okay yeah it is it is a phenomenon i know yeah all right um <laughs> uh, so you know uh this episode we wanted to dedicate this episode to our dog lexi yes. uh whom we unfortunately unfortunately recently lost um we did a an episode to the the memory of ginger mm-hmm. our our dog uh, about a year ago who we lost in April. a year ago a year ago in April and we recently um lost Lexi uh in May and um kind of wanted to talk yeah. about you know loss of love and stuff like that but before we get to that uh I'd, I'd really like to take a few minutes to discuss what's currently going on in our country and it kind of breaks a little bit from our format but then again not really because it's all about uh, I think what we're seeing stems from relationships, you know, I would agree. There's, there's a lot of, uh, of, uh, hurt and anger and, um, just confusion, just a lot of things going on in, in, in this country and around the world as a result of mostly what happened in Minneapolis with George Floyd. Yeah. But I mean, it's been going on in this country for years. I mean, recently Breonna Taylor, uh, Ahmaud Arbery, you know, and, and countless others that, um, have lost their lives. Mm. Um, black people, mostly, uh, African-American men, men. but women as well. Yeah. You know, Sandra Bland, you know, losing their lives in um, conflicts with, law enforcement and there not being any repercussions and and you know it's heartbreaking to see what's happening and and to to see it repeated and for so many times it's never there you know no repercussions to the right. to the uh law enforcement officials in in involved and you know you know tying this to love and relationships you know it's heartbreaking to see how these families have to experience Mm. that loss in such a public form you know exactly especially george you know what's i think and you and i have talked about this it it feels different it feels like a tipping point a lot of folks have been saying that um 
the pain is deep for a lot of individuals. Um, and I think it's because we all witness the same thing. Yeah. And, um, but the, but the thing is we've, we've all witnessed the same thing previously. It's just, yeah, you're right. this was you're right. so much more different. It it's was so diff- much yeah. more in your face, so aggressive. And it was, there was just so much more hatred in this incident that was so appalling. I think that is why we are yeah. at this tipping point. Um, but you know what, 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 what hurts my heart is, you know, we lost your brother uh, a few years ago right. unexpectedly. And, you know, we grieved for that, for him and for the family. Um, you lost your brother. I lost my brother last year, last year. you know, and to, to, to go through the grieving process um, is one thing mm-hmm. to go through it publicly mm. and have the whole world aware of that. It, it, it has to be immensely painful. And I, yeah. I cannot imagine what any of the family members mm. for any of the people that are now quote unquote hashtag names, mm. what that could, what that's like. And, you know, to, to have, to see some people have no empathy for that or to have no, feelings toward that or or you know now that it's yeah, just yeah and i and i think i think they have feelings i think they know don't know how to express the feelings i think because I, I i like to you know i like to think that we are all good as human beings assume positive intent positive intent yeah. I, I like to assume that i think that there are folks that have been affected by this they don't know how to artic- articulate that yeah um, you know, and so I would hope that they would at least take some time to reflect on the human side of things. Yeah. Forget about ethnicity. Forget about black, white, orange, blue. We are human beings. And even for those who may not have spoken out or may not have called, you know, a person of color to have a discussion, I'm hoping that there are at least looking at this through a different lens. Yeah. Um, and I think the reason I said this feels different is because I think that it isn't going to, I hope that isn't, it, it isn't going to stop here. I hope that it's going to be an ongoing conversation because I think that's where we always fall short. It, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no, totally. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, that's, that's something that's a very important point about how, um, it, it, it falls short because something else comes along to dominate the news cycle. Exactly. And then this falls out of the mainstream mental or, or mainstream psych, psychic psyche, mm-hmm. right? People start to forget about it, but it, it, they start to forget about it until the next incident. And right. Goodness. There doesn't need to be a next incident. There but, shouldn't be a next one. And, and, you know, just again, you know, just think about that for a moment, how, so many times before Trayvon with Tamir Rice, with Sandra Bland, as I said before, and all the countless others, mm-hmm. how the media and the public were all up in arms about it at the time shortly after it happened, but mm-hmm. then it faded. But the family members, yeah, they still have to live with oh, it. Of course. And I just, you know, my heart goes out to that. I don't know, you know, that was one of those things, times where it's like, you know, words are... There's, there are no words yeah. to really. It's hard to find the words yeah, to describe. Yeah, it is really hard to find the words. And, but yeah, I, I mean, this is a time 
where we need to all work together. Honestly, the way that I, f- I feel we need to, mm-hmm. we, we cannot solve this problem by ourselves, meaning black people can't solve this by ourselves. We need everybody in society to see that this mm-hmm. is um, an issue that needs to be addressed and work together. And, you know, I have been contacted by colleagues and mm-hmm. former colleagues um, mm-hmm. in different manners, uh, different ways. And, and I really appreciate those that have reached out to me right. and, right. you know, I'm trying to do things to impact change in my local community amongst mm-hmm. the people that I know. And, and, you know, I'm, protesting is not something that I'm mm-hmm. uh, going to, I, I'm not, that's not something that I want to do. Um, like go out to marches and stuff like that. I'm not going to post on social media. That's just, I don't think that is as effective as having hard conversations, difficult conversations, and trying to come up with diff- solutions to the, the problems. Right. I agree. I have um, protests, as you know, yeah. the, the Women's March. Um, it is something that I'll never forget, the unity of the folks that are there. I think that's why people do it. They're angry, and then they have no other outlet. Um, and so I think that's what we're seeing and it can affect change, you yeah. know, it can no, affect agree. change. So there is, you know, there's power in that as well, but I understand what you're saying. I think the conversations that you have had thus far with your colleagues, um, with friends, I think the conversation, like I said, it needs to continue. It can't stop. We've had, you know, think of Rodney King. We've been here. Mm. We, we've all been like, what? We're all so shocked. We're all in pain. We're all like, this can't happen again. And then it does. So it has to be real change. It has to be constant. It has to, it can't stop. And we. The, yeah, this, this can't fall out of the mindset of of everybody after a couple of weeks after um you know the new like i said something else in the news cycle dominates we can't forget about this you know that's why we are still seeing these events happen and we're still seeing these protests and these riots happen because this has happened so many times before and not enough if anything has been done to change it and Uh, yeah and so that's that's where we it's are. Systemic. It has been going on. We as a people, unfortunately, are not viewed by some as a member of the human race. We yeah. are, but we are not viewed that way. And until and it started so long ago, you and I have had this conversation. Yeah. It has been going on for 400 and for over 400 years where we've been conditioned as well as others. And you talked about talked about the media, they have played a big part in this conditioning of who we are, who you are as a, as a black male, Right. what the stereotype, you know, what you or other perceives you to, you know, you to be as a black man. So it has been going on for so long that it's going to take us another 400 years okay, so to make it right. And, and, I, and I hope it doesn't, but well, no, that's, I think that's an, an, a very excellent point because, um, you know, I've been in some conversations with some of my friends on text messages and there's been a lot of anger yeah. and rightfully so about, you know, the systemic uh, racism and how things haven't changed. And there some of my friends are arguing that, you know, we need to do X, Y and Z to make this change. And it's like, yeah, OK, I get that we need to do stuff, but their comments make it seem some of the the rhetoric behind their comments is that we need to uh, voting is is 
there's no point in voting because the it's a two this two party system doesn't really care about um, black people or whatever. And 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 it's like okay, while there may be some some truth in some of that, mm-hmm. it's it's what it's we going have to right take now. Time, yeah. Like like I, I had a I had a really healthy discussion debate with one of my friends, and I was like, he was like, he's not going to vote because. Um, voting for either party is, uh, a, you know, they're they're not really going to do anything to help the plight of black people. And I was like, well, okay, so what is your solution? He's like, well, we need a th- another party. We need a third party uh, so that 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 isn't uh, corrupted like the two parties that we have. And I was like, do you realize that that is not going to happen in the next five months? We have five months before the next election. And mm. if you want to make change, I understand that that you feel that we need another party. We need to, a party that may be more about helping. Hmm. The, mm, uh, we probably less, do. Like, that's been said before. I get yeah. that. But yeah. that's not going to happen in right. the next five months. So if you do not vote, you're th- you're you're wasting your right that so many people died to to grant you. I mean, if you think about it. Yeah, African-American men got the right to vote in 1870, but then there were so many things put in place, so many barriers put Mm -hmm. in place to keep them from voting um, that made it hard for them to vote. Women, white women, got the vote in 1920 or 21, and then black women did not get the right to vote until the civil rights um, in in 1965. I think it's 65. So you think about that for a minute, and, and so how many people tried to impact change and lost their lives or were hurt or injured or whatever and for you now to stand on the shoulders of those people and say i'm not going to vote i i personally you have think, to i know i, I agree know, i disagree with that i agree will but you have to let folks make their own decision i agree okay. with you you know okay. i had my my discussions before the last election with folks that didn't vote and afterwards they were a little well no i can't even say a little they were very upset but I tried to tell them what would happen. So, you know, it's it's a discussion that we can go on and on forever. Yeah, We're yeah. very uh, passionate about it. And there are others that are. I try to be um, understanding of what others are thinking and feeling about the two parties. Um, I know where I stand. I know what I'm going to do. Um, so I kind of um, sit in that space. But I listen to everybody. Yes, I, I will be. Uh, I mean, you, you, like you said, we've, we've had these conversations before. I'm never going to be one to believe that my opinion is right. And right. anybody else's opinion that is different from mine is wrong. I'm open to yeah, hearing other insights, other views and having a, a, a healthy debate about exactly. it. And, and if through that debate, we get to a point where we it's both like learn we, something, we learn both learn something. But if we get to a point where we are still rooted in what it is that we believe mm-hmm. and we, in those things aren't in agreement, then that's so okay. Good. It's yeah, fine. That's yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm not going, I, I would never try to force somebody exactly. to believe what I think. Right. Because I wouldn't want someone to do that to me. No. And I think it's, it's information, you know, um, others that may think differently from us or have different views. We listen, we learn. And then, you know, like I just say, we stand in our truth and what we believe. And that's all you can do. Um, But you don't shun and you don't say, I'm not going to talk to this person. Not that either of us would ever do that. Um, I like to learn. I'm open to other suggestions. I'm open to learning what's out there. Um, I'm not naive 
to think that, um, you know, either party are, you know, angels because uh, they're not. Right. They're not. But um, I'm you, sorry. You, you want to finish? You know, you know what's interesting about politicians is that um, I would be willing to bet that if you'd looked at any person that is in politics and go all the way back to when they first got into politics, whether it was a local uh, board uh, mayor or anything like that, all the way up to where they are right now. Most people get into politics because they want to they make wanna change, help. right? They, they want to help. That's right. And a lot of people, I think, and then we've seen this before, a lot of people come into roles in, in pol- political positions with these high hopes of actually making change. And then, you know, they, they fight against the fact that there's so much corruption and this, that, and other right. and, 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 and in politics. And they're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run on this platform to change that. And then they get in there. And they realize they how difficult, difficult it is to make change. Mm-hmm. And some people will eventually become corrupt or they get to a point where they're like, okay, well, uh, for me to get something done that benefits my constituents, I have to give up something. So I may have to vote for a bill that may not necessarily be in line with what I want or what my constituents need, but I need to get this over here for mm-hmm. them. And that's more important. And the only way for me to get this is if I vote for that because right. we made this backroom deal or whatever. That happens all the time. Oh, and every then day. people look at them and they're like, you compromised your morals. Mm-hmm. And they look at they look at the big picture. They don't look at the big picture and be like, okay, but if I hadn't done that, you wouldn't have this. It's, it's you know what, it's, and that's why I don't talk about politics that often. I know we're yeah, talking about it now because it has a lot to do, or we feel that it has a lot to do with what happened to George, um, because, uh, you know, we feel that the, you know, there's a corrupt system out there and that system has been corrupt for a long time, especially when it comes to African-American males. Um, you know, you've had situations where you've told me that because of the car or type of car you drove, that if a police off, you know, rolled up in back of you, you, for no reason, you got nervous. And I think that happens to, a large percentage I of African-American men. I get nervous anytime I'm driving a car and there's a cop behind me. I don't care if the cop is directly behind me or if it's two cars behind me. I get nervous. I am aware of what lane the cop is in, how fast he's going, how fast I'm going, what the speed limit is. It's just something that I have become used to be, you know, paying attention to you and probably a large population of um african-american men i get nervous when i walk into a store i don't put my hands in my pockets because i don't want anybody to think that i was you know trying to shoplift or anything like that i mean that's hard and that shouldn't happen no you know and and you know i was telling i uh, I had this i had a conversation with my sister earlier today and i was telling her about how i go running Mm. in my neighborhood Mm -hmm. and i used to uh in the wintertime uh, run at like five o'clock in the morning and you know it's dark at five o'clock oh in the i know i didn't want you to go i know and there was this lady that um would be out there around the same time we kind of have the same time and the same similar paths similar routes that we run um so there's one street that we would come on to at around the same time and as typical runners do when you see another runner you wave mm-hmm. so it's five o'clock in the morning. It's dark. And I would see her. Usually we're on opposite sides of the street. Mm-hmm. So I waved to her. She didn't see me. I, or I, Maybe she didn't see me, but she didn't wave. And okay. All right. Next time, the next day I saw her, I waved again. She didn't wave. And I'm like, okay. Um, 
And this went on for like three, four or five different times mm-hmm. of, of seeing her at five o'clock in the morning, her not acknowledging the, 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 the runner's code. And I was like, all right. So I stopped waving. And then one time she waved at me and I was like, okay. And ever since that time that she waved at me, I started waving at her. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward to earlier this week, um, I was running six o'clock in the morning. It's daytime because it's, it's daylight because it's, right. it's summertime. summertime. And I was coming up on her. Now I run a little faster than she does. And she's got earbuds in mm-hmm. and there's cars coming back and forth. And I'm thinking about Ahmaud Arbery. You know, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about what could it look like to other people that are these cars that are coming, you know, yes, Amar Arbery was running. Uh, I'm running, but they thought that he was the guys that shot him thought that he was vandalizing or burglarizing a house. Um, could it appear that I am chasing this woman down? Could it appear that I'm about to do something nefarious, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking of all of this and I'm right. like, all right, we're on the same side of the street. This has never happened. We're usually on opposite sides mm-hmm. of the street. I'm, we're both running against traffic. And so I'm like, all right, when I catch up to her, I'm going to go way into the middle of the street to go around her because I don't want, one, to scare her. She's got earbuds in. Right. And two, I don't want it to look like I'm about to run up on her and do something bad. But there was a car coming towards us, and I mm-hmm. could, I had to wait for that car to come. Right. And before I could go into the middle of the street. And I was like, all right, if that car doesn't get to me before I get close enough to her, then I'm just going to go on the sidewalk and go around her. Fortunately, the car made it to me before I got to her. I go way into the other, I crossed the double lines and was on the other side of the street and came back. But the the fact that I had to think about all that, I should not. But I had to think all the way through all of that because perception is reality. Yeah. And no, I agree. I think that things like that happen often for African-American men and and women as well, but mostly men. You know, I have had uh, one of my colleagues called, you know, not call, emailed me in white male. And he's, you know, was really just saying that he was checking. He said, how are you and your family doing? He said, as a white male, I will never understand what you go through. Right. And I thanked him for that because he will never understand their, um, there will never come a time when he has to worry about going for a run and someone thinking that he just robbed a house right. or he, you know, did something wrong. Um, never, ever, ever where a black man has to worry about that in other things every day. It doesn't matter how educated you are. It doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter how big your house is. None of that matters when you are running or driving a car especially if you have a sweatsuit on or if you don't have your suit on now we're all you know dressed dressed down for work so you know um and that was the other thing i had i had black sweatpants on and a black hoodie yeah so you know it's sad will it really is but you have to think about those things um yeah i have to think about those things to try to ensure my safety right i got to make sure that i am not doing anything that could be perceived as a threat so that i don't get injured let's hope that there will be real change this time i'm hopeful i'm I'm cautiously optimistic that things will change because uh uh, i think Dave, dave Chappelle was saying that you know things like this aren't going to change until we hit critical mass. Cause he was talking about how, no, was it, 
it was either Dave Chappelle or Michael Che, but they were saying that mm-hmm. I think it was Che because when he went over to uh, South Africa, right? Mm, and, and okay, yeah. No, wait, no. I'm sorry. I, I mean, you're getting went, your comedians. I, I, I'm stuff. getting that's my okay. comedians. You know, we all look alike now. So no, I'm just. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I think it was it was it was Chappelle. Um, when he he was saying that um, the way that. Yes, what we're seeing in America right now is similar to what happened in South Africa when apartheid ended. It was critical mass. He was like, it got to a point where enough people felt that the change needed to happen. And once you get to that point, there's no stopping that. And so he was saying that what he is seeing now in in society as a, mm-hmm. as opposed to as, you know because of what's going on it looks like critical mass so i agree with that and i think that like i said i'm cautiously optimistic that change will come in and i'm trying to do some things to look to impact change in my local community you know i've uh, uh i've had a couple of people former colleagues reach out to me based on the comment that i posted on linkedin earlier this this week about mm-hmm. um a book called um, White Fragility, mm-hmm. Why It's So Difficult for White People to Discuss Racism. Okay. It was written by a white woman. And I was I just basically said anyone interested in oh, yeah. starting do the book club, right? constructive mm-hmm. conversation about racism in I America think that's should great. this Yeah. And, and I, I was really surprised by the the amount of people that reached out to me and was like yeah i'd be willing to to read this book club style i threw that off uh, offer out to a guy i used to work with and he took me up on it and, and a couple other people jumped in so that's one way that i'm trying to impact change locally is to have conversations with like-minded individuals regardless of your background ethnicity race or whatever and see what it is that we can do to yeah. help change things so i think that's great that you did that i also think it's great that others are open to having yes. the conversation because it's going to start with you and them. And um, how many people do you have now? Uh, got like seven. Roughly. All right. So those seven individuals are going to go back to their friends, family, mm-hmm. um, colleagues. Co- colleagues, and they are going to feel comfortable, hopefully starting the conversation with them. So yes. you are impacting change just by doing that. Right. Um, I think the other thing that you and I talked a lot about and we're going to do more of is just get more involved with the local, whatever's going on here local, whether it's on, you know, um, the our congressman or the mayor, whatever, um, learning more yeah. about what's going on locally, yeah. who we are sending to Washington from our local you know, mm-hmm. area. So I think if everyone just do that, I know a lot of folks, you know, um, may not feel that they can impact change, but I believe that we can. Yeah. Um, and and, and so the, the thing is, we have to realize that change of this magnitude is not going to happen overnight. And, no. and we have to be patient. Yeah. Um, but we have to continue to do the work. I Yeah. Like I just said earlier, I'm um, I'm always glass half full anyway. So yeah. I am hoping um, that this uh, George George's life wasn't taken in vain. Um, in vain. Yeah. Um, that we never forget him. We never forget um, any of the others. Um, and that true change come about. So, yeah. you know, let's just. Um, yeah. Um, hope for that and pray for that. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, just bringing it back to relationships, you know, the relationships that we cultivate in, in our immediate surroundings mm-hmm. our environment those are ones that we need to work on 
making stronger exactly. and, and working together. And I think, like I said, I'm cautiously optimistic and I'm, I'm not afraid of the hard work and, you know, doing what I can to help change things. You know, it's, we may not see um, the fruits of our labor, or all the change happen in our lifetime. Right. But I think that it, it, it has to. It's not to. about us. It can't only be about us. No, it's about the future gen- generation. Yeah. It's it's not about us. What's happening right now is not about us. Yeah. It, it's about future generations because it's going to take a while, like I said earlier. Um, but you know what? I am happy, and I think we've been seeing it more and more, where the police officers are kneel- kneeling now with um, you know the protesters. They're talking. They're yeah. I don't think they should be hugging during COVID-19, but they they are hugging. Uh, They're hugging. (laughs) But that's why I said I'm hopeful because we have to remember that these individuals, police officers, they are also someone's brother and and, um, son. And they're they're not all, they're human and they're not all bad. That's what I say. I always try to look at, you know, everyone's point of view. And although this particular officer, I'm not even going to give him power by saying his name, um, but he was a bad apple. And the others that were with him were also like that because there's no way, there is no way as a human being, I can stand by and see someone doing wrong. And I mean, murdering someone. And, and not, not be affected by that. They had to have known. Right. So, so a couple things. A couple things on that. Um, one, um, <laughs> Chris Rock has a bit uh, in his last stand-up where he talks about um, there's some jobs where you you just, everybody has to be good. You can't have bad apples, you know, in some jobs. And you know, the, basically, the police force is one of those jobs. He's like pilots is another one. It's like you can't be like. Um, you know, an airline be like, yeah, most of our pilots like to land. You know, it was like, you can't mm, have, you can't have yeah. you know, some jobs you have to have all good apples. Right. And that's one thing. The other, th- another thing I wanted to point out was I read somewhere that two of the cops in the Minneapolis incident were only on, had only been on the force for four days. They were mm. rookies. And so you have to, but, but that doesn't, that does not, they don't get a whole pass. Excuse them. No, you not know, at all. Because I think, but the, the thing is, I think what was probably going through their minds is that this is a police matter and this is how things are doing. Like, I, I don't know. I guess they were thinking that they were doing their job based yeah, on I don't following know their, uh, yeah. their lead officers. But I can't still, give them a pass. I'm I can't. Not, I mean, I understand that they were only on the job for four days and they yeah. were probably with a more senior Um, officer and they were probably following his lead but again as a um, human as a human you have to have empathy for other people yeah and so and um so anyway i think that we will be prayerful yeah continue continuing to pray for uh george's family um for brianna's family um Amon's family as well and everybody all the and all the ones that we don't hear about because there was no cell phone there to capture it and just i think think about that oh yeah yeah, if there wasn't video it didn't happen yeah so there wouldn't be this uprising yeah so let's um we got to talk about lexi we have our own loss i know i um, I, you know i was trying um i was hesitant to do this you know i did not really want to talk about it because i was really crushed when we lost lexi um she was mine and 
much she's like really closer to me than no she, she was and we we said that on the last episode yeah. um and it's just been i have been struggling with this since mm-hmm. and i'm still dealing with it it's hard and so well, it hasn't been that long was it I, is it a month may 15th yeah it hasn't been a month yet it um, hasn't even been a month yet i miss wow. i miss her every day i still can hear her bark i hear her breathe I, I, I know her smell. Yeah. I used to love, <laughs> I would lay on the floor and she would come over and, and give me a hug. She would just put her neck. Oh, no. Like I she used was, to like that. So, so you got to, to, for you, you all, I will put some pictures up uh, after this episode, but Lexi was a Yorkie. So she was an eight pound Yorkie that stood probably two inches off the floor. I <laughs> mean, she was very small. So, of course, I had to get down for her to give me a hug, but. We had so much. She was so powerful. Nonverbal communication mm-hmm. between the two of us. I mean, we could. I could. I could tell when she was ready to go for a walk, and, mm-hmm. and I could tell she was eyeing me, looking at my body mm-hmm. language to see, okay, is he getting ready to get the stuff to take me out or whatever? And then when it, whenever she knew I was, she would get least, so excited oh, at so that excited, time. Man. She would get so excited. She loved being with you. I I would say that um, on those days. Well, now I work from home every day. But um, before COVID, I would work from home, you know, two days a week. And she would wait for you to come through that door. <laughs> and it was like Christmas morning to her. Yeah. Her little body would shake so much. And it, <laughs> and, and it was almost like, I don't need you anymore, Ma. Daddy's here. She truly was your. Because well, we were, we were. You I guys mean, were truly from the connected. When we first got her. um <laughs> And we we had her in the uh, the baby pen thing to you know to sleep at night, you know she was always defiant and she was a barker and she would be in that pen at nighttime and be like, rawr, rawr, rawr. she did not want to be in that. She didn't pen. want to be in the pen. She no. wanted to be with us. Right. And, and you would be like, Lexi, stop it. You'd oh yeah. I her. would yell. I did. And I would I, get out the I bed and go over to the to the crib and I'd be like, Lexi, calm down. I was like, and I would just talk to her mm-hmm. and she would eventually calm down and would go to sleep. And I think that kind of started she knew she's like he's the good one yeah <laughs> yeah that and the fact that you know i was really the one that did a lot of the you walking did. you know you did I, all of the walking to, yeah you know i would say what 98 percent of it 99.9 percent <laughs> of the walking yeah um it, you know i i enjoyed being with both of them mm-hmm. but lexi especially in the later years was really fun to walk with because I didn't put a leash on her. She she was older. She had some and I some would have uh, problems with that because I, know, I was like, she's so little, and any animal can come. The, we I have know. fox and coyotes, oh, and you worry too much. I man. did. A, I told uh, you she yeah. she she had issues. She didn't walk that fast, and I was never more than like six feet away. No, from I her, know. So I w- I would see you guys fine. out there, and you know, but it was just. It was cool. I would take the little squeaky ball with us, and mm-hmm. whenever she was ready to come home, I'd throw it down. She'd pick it up, and she would carry it all the way home. Didn't matter mm-hmm. how far we were. So yeah, was, she yeah. she was just um, I don't know. She was a breath of breath air. Do you, breath, fresh air. Do you need? There you go. Do you need I got a drink it. of water or something? No, no, no. I got it. Cotton, I got it out. Cotton mouth going on. Yeah, there? but it's, I'm okay now. You I got sure? it out. Yeah. Thank you. She. Um, no, what was she? <laughs> I lost Can you my say train again? of thought. You said she was a breath of fresh air. A breath of fresh air <laughs> is what I was trying to say, William. Maybe you should slow down. But you let me. No. Um, I'm going to ignore that. But um, <laughs> I was trying to say, truth? remember when 
When we first introduced Ginger to Lexi. She didn't like her. But Lexi loved her. All the time. Lexi was a loving Lexi person. Lexi always, Dog. she would always, yeah, she's a person. Yeah. Lexi would kiss Ginger. And Ginger, and Ginger would snap at her. And turn her head and yeah. didn't want anything because Ginger she was, was like, the, I am the alpha dog. Alpha dog. I'm the, well, Ginger was the only dog for three years. That's and then, why. And then we bring this little half pint dog in the house. And With she's a lot like, of energy. She's like, what? What? Why? Why, why would y'all do that? Why exactly. would y'all do that to me? And then this thing is like trying to show love to her. And she's like, get off me. You're stealing my thunder. I don't want you. And. But oh. she she came around after a while. Do you, I mean, did. do you remember like they every time you would get ready to take them for a walk, Lexi every single time she took that's when she took advantage of of Ginger. <laughs> and she would go up and try and kiss Ginger and Ginger after a while would let her. She stopped turning her head, which was like, "Oh, okay." Um, you know, cuz I think she realized after so many years that Lexi wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, I remember any time we would separate them, say for example, if one of them had to go to the the vet and stay overnight for whatever reason or that time that I went down to my mom's and I took Lexi with mm-hmm. me, whenever they got back together, oh, it man. was like they missed each other, yeah. they'd run up to each other and be like, "Hey, where you been? How you exactly. doing?" Exactly. And then and it was funny cuz to watch Ginger be like, all right, I'm done with this. I'm glad you're <laughs> back. All right, now get away from me. Yeah, but they were they were a little sneaky because if we came in the house and they were both sleeping and they didn't hear us come in for whatever reason, they would be sleeping right next to each other on the bed, on one bed. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it'd be like, oh, wait a minute, they're we're home. Not supposed to be cozy yeah, we're not supposed to be cozy. And they would run. <laughs> yeah. So they were, you know, um, you have to talk about all the names you had for Lexi. Oh, man. I had, all right, so... <laughs> So one day, I don't even know what got me on this, but I came up with like uh, Italian mafia type names for all of us. <laughs> so, uh, so Ginger was Gingerino. Yep. Uh, you were Mama Lucha. Yep. I think I was Daddy A or Daddy O or something like that. And Lexi <laughs> was Lexamundo. Lexamundo. And she had her little song that yeah. you would sing and, I used to, and everything. Oh, I had all kinds of songs for her. But I, I used to get to the point where I just I would just call her Mundo. Hey, yep. Mundo, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Mundo. Mundo. And yeah. she would just come. And, um, she got used to the songs. She got used to the names. Uh, it, it, yeah, I swear she was like human. I don't know. The, the thing about dogs... It's the unconditional love. Man. Oh, it is. You can't get that from people. No. You know, no. it's just, I don't understand how people could hurt dogs. Oh, yeah. Or you any, know, that's, you know, yeah, that's something I just can't, um, I can't get with that. You know, we've been, a lot of folks are asking us, you know, when are you <laughs> going to get another one? When are you going to get another one? And we both are on the same page where not right now. Mm-mm. Not right now. No, because, um, you know, it's. There's a couple of reasons. One is I'm still grieving. I still miss Of course. Lexi. And I mean, it's only been a couple of weeks. But um, I don't know, man. I, another reason is I don't really want to go through this pain again. You know, it's so hard once you get, I mean, because we had her for 13 years. So she was a part of our life for a long time. We went through a lot of things together and you know i know we lose people all the time but it's just to me it was different losing a pet because they can't speak english and they can't tell you what's going through their heads or what if they're Mm. in pain they can kind of show you but Mm -hmm. you have a different kind of connection with them and to lose that 
and to see her sick and and having all the the pain that she was having right into i don't want to go through that again right now I, i'm not ready to go through that again so that's hard and then the other, the other thing is there's well i would say we have a little more freedom now to to be spontaneous but i think that yeah if if and when we do get new dogs that's true we have to be better at socializing taking, oh my god they're going everywhere with taking us. them with yeah. us because you know truth be told our dogs were at times unruly they were they were skittish skittish there, there you, you go. You I said some, it. You really need some water. You got a <laughs> lot of cotton mouth. All right. I'm going to get some water. Go ahead and talk. I'm going to get some water. I'm just saying, you know, you know, this, it's not like we're, you know, this is the verb Olympics where you don't have a, you can't, t- you know, talk as long as you can without taking a sip, you know, ah, thank it's you. there for you. The Use water's it. there. Yes. And it's, it's good. It's good water. Sorry guys. I know I went away for a little bit there. And we talked about that before the, 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 the before we got on the air, it was like, look, stay in front of the microphone yeah it's okay um don't be going on we're talking about lexi now we're talking about lexi well we're not going lexi would have stayed in front of the microphone she yeah. knew she was good she knew the camera remember how how she was she didn't have a problem oh with she the was very good ginger, in front of the camera i think i think ginger was in the witness protection program you in said previous that. life yeah because every time we pull out the camera and we try to take a she picture would turn of her she head. Would turn <laughs> literally turn her head every time like she knew it's a camera. I can't be seen on camera. Exactly. Don't call me by my government. <laughs> exactly. That's that. That was Ginger, but um, Lexi loved the camera. She would come right up to it. She, she would just be just. I don't know. Oh, you know what I should do um, with the uh, on the site after this episode? I'll put up some videos of uh, of Lexi. Oh yeah, but yeah if, if both we, of them. Yeah, that would be nice, and they were just so. I don't know. They had so much personality. They and, really and, and, did. And, you know, every everybody probably feels that their dogs have personality, and that's true. They do, or mm-hmm. their cats, or whatever, whatever and pet they, do. they have. You know, animals have personality, but these two had. I mean, their personality was just it just shined. It did. They, they were our good. kids, though. You know, yeah. like I said before, they were our furry kids. They yeah. really, and we treated them like that. I know a lot of folks were like, Glenn and Will really need real kids. <laughs> um, but they were, and um, we spoiled them. I'm not afraid to say that. They were spoiled. <laughs> That's why they didn't listen to us. <laughs> they didn't. Well, Lexi listened, I think, more. Lex, well, Lex, no. It Towards the end, though, she did. She she would listen a little more. I think after we, um, we lost Ginger, I think she became a little more like she she didn't know what happened to her. Right. Um, and I think after that, she would just be I know she was never in like if I go into a room, Lexi, before we lost Ginger would never follow me into the bathroom or anything. But then after she was almost like, don't leave me where you you know, I don't know where my sister went. I don't want you to leave me. Yeah. So I think she started listening a little better, um, you know, towards the. They listen better than you do sometimes. Well, that's true. That is that is true. <laughs> they did, but um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna really we do not we're going to we really miss her, and um, I don't think there'll ever be another Lexi or Ginger. Um, you know, definitely we are getting Yorkies. We definitely want Yorkies again. And it's so funny because I didn't. I wanted a quote unquote manly dog before we got ginger but yeah you, you said that you were afraid that you wouldn't be able to control anything wouldn't be able to walk even though i yeah. never walk them yeah that's the. that's ironic. funny maybe that's, if we had a bigger dog you would know 
don't even no. don't even okay. try. You don't think no, so? I don't. Yeah, you're probably right. I probably wouldn't. Um, it's like everybody knew me. I was the guy, was the six foot black dude that walks those two little dogs with pink coats and mm-hmm. furry collars. Because when I did, which was very rare, but when I would go for a walk, everybody with knew you guys, Ginger and Lexi, but nobody knew you. They're like, like, who are you? It's that, and they knew you, and you were waving to all the neighbors and <laughs> their one. The few times when I did walk them. The neighbors would be like, "Where, where, where's the, where's the?" Yeah, your nobody husband? knew my name. Where's your husband, right. the doctor? Where's your husband, the doctor? And I was like, "Huh?" Because of your commercial, right? Um, right. And uh, so everyone saw your commercial at, at that time, um, and they would be like, "Where's your husband, the doctor?" And sometimes I would be like, "Oh, he's out of town," or sometimes I would stop and explain if they wanted to talk more. Um, what's, but what's funny is that with a lot of the people that I would encounter on the walk, um, I never really took the time to get their name and they didn't take the time to get mine, but they knew Ginger and Lexi's name. Yeah, that's you true. Know, they remember. Yeah. yeah there are neighbors whose we, whose houses we would walk by and I would see, or there were other people that had dogs and I would know the dog's name and they that's would know true. our dog's name, yeah. but we didn't know their name. And I, I think that's one thing I, I definitely want to change. And there's still some people in the neighborhood that I I see that I don't yeah, know their they, names. Yeah. And, you, you know, know got to do a better job. I mean, you got to know the people that you, that you live in amongst the community with. Yeah. Do you remember, though, when we first got Ginger, we were part of a little walking group? Yes. Um, I don't know what happened. Okay. So some of the people moved away. Okay. Uh, some of the dogs passed, passed away. Passed away. Okay. Uh, some of the people passed away. The, that's what the, happened. The only thing that, the only person that's left is... Uh, the guy that used to walk, uh, Bruiser. Oh yeah, he's okay, got a he's new still. dog now, and I don't know his dog's name, but I yeah. know his name. Right, that's it's, funny. It's, we switched. Yeah, now you know. <laughs> uh, we live in a community. It's a lot of retirees, so um, you know they for the ones that have dogs, you know, yeah. um, they do walk the dogs, and um, we we say hello, but we don't often get to know their names. We actually there are sometimes we'll have a conversation for like forty five minutes with them. And we <laughs> were like, okay, bye. I'm, I'm better now. I know, I know, like I said, you I know his name. way more than I, you know, yeah. way more. Because um, you don't, never, you never go out. You, when yeah. you go, when you leave the house, you have a destination. You're leaving the house to get in the car to go somewhere, whether it's to go somewhere, be with your sister, go to the store, grocery store, whatever, go to work. Yeah. But we, a lot of times I would go out. Like I said, I go out. You would go, yeah, or or walk. I go ride my well, bike. Well, I used to run as well, but even when I did that, I didn't. I didn't say hi to anyone. And it's funny because it's not. I'm a very social person. I will, you know, talk. But I think you're yes, better. You do talk. You're you're better than you're I am. Y'all talk. You're Ooh. better than I am when with uh, getting to know folks because it doesn't matter where. I, God, all of my. I mean, I think about in Vernon. I didn't know any of my neighbors. I, and I lived there for five years. And yeah, I, I knew the lady that lived upstairs yeah. across from us. Um, she uh, would say she, hi to you. We yeah. called her Candles or whatever. Candle woman. Because Candle, she had candles, she had candles on, on all of her windows. Her was, but it's uh, funny. You Karen. know what? When I think about that. Wow, it's funny. Her name was Karen. And she was like. I don't anyway. get. I don't get to know my neighbors. Like I'm very. Why like, do you think that? I don't I mean, know. Like, I'm so, gonna, so you I'm know. Gonna you know your. Your immediate neighbors so we know well i do neighbors yeah. on both sides we know of us. both sides we of us know the neighbors across, across the street, the street and but, but you knew everyone you knew folks not everyone but down the street around the corner you knew most folks like you said that would stop and ginger and lexi were just so darn cute that they just 
that the conversation always started, you know, when we were with them. But even when I, what I'm saying is, even when I would walk them, rare occasion, go ahead, you can say that. I'm not. I, we already know. I didn't really stop this to get oh, to so know you, people. Oh, so you would just keep going. I'm on a mission. I'm just going to get well, home. Well, I would hand up, wave, you know, and then I would keep going. <laughs> unless, like I told you, someone said, oh, where's the husband, the doctor, or whatever. Right. Then I would say something. But for the most part, yeah, I'm pretty much, I'm on a mission. I got to get them, you know, I'm going to walk them, I'm going to get back home, and that's it. So I can do a little better is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah. Lexi, I mean, just getting back to Lexi, and the one thing I also appreciated about Lexi is that, unlike Ginger, <laughs> Lexi would sleep at the bottom at the foot of the bed she always respected our space in the bed always or she would well even get until on her, she on her bed or know. she would yeah she would all she would she would either be there or she would just get on her bed like she's like i know you guys need to where right. ginger was just right in between us and yeah and you know we went down that road already with the ginger fights with ginger the fights that you guys had because she needed to be near me and That's she didn't want fault. you near you made, me. You babied that dog. Man. She did not want you near me. But Spoiled. Lexi always had respect for us. Lexi was always more like she knew independent. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was one of those songs. All the independent up in the Yorkies. Yeah. Throw your paws up at me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the songs. Yeah, she was. She always did her own thing, and um, she wasn't. Dare I say needy? like ginger no she wasn't from the very beginning she was very much like adamant i'm this you know i'm gonna do what i want to do defiant Mm -hmm. and i okay i need you for food and water but that's about it that's about it i don't need you because remember it would be me ginger you watching tv in the living room or in the sunroom lexi would be in the window or she when she was tired she'd get out the window go get something to drink and go lay and then she would go in another room she would never rarely i i would say especially when ginger was still here yeah rarely after ginger she would come into right. you know yeah that's true isn't she that was, something she would stay, with, she us would stay with us she would just go to sleep out there with right. us until it's time for us to go to bed after ginger but before ginger she would be like mm, i don't need to be with them yeah i'm gonna go do my own thing and that's the thing man i like we had gotten so used to their behaviors and they had gotten used to ours and you know with a new dog we're gonna have to you know, learn that all over again and it's i guess it's a it's a good thing because you get to yeah, it's experience. exciting. It is. I we just, get to give them love I, when we think about if we think. I think we are going to get, more, you know, dogs uh, no time soon. But once we see their little face, Will, you know that. I once know. we see. Because then it's that love. It starts. It's automatic. It's yeah. like we have to take care of you. Mm-hmm. We have to be here. And they're probably looking at us saying, oh, I got to take care of them. You know, they're like, because they think it's their house. Yeah. And, you and know. That was, yeah, that was the thing. That Ginger would go crazy over the mailman. She just, you know, would protect the well, house. Well, then Lexi started doing the same thing. Well, cause, yeah, all right. So here's the thing. We got Lexi three years after Ginger and Ginger, and we didn't really train Lexi. So she picked up all of Ginger's bad habits. She did. So when, if and when we get new dogs two things i would like to I, I enjoyed having two dogs so i think we should get two dogs yeah i agree the other thing is we have to be more disciplined about training them because we we would mail it in we we mailed it in you know yeah, we, once we, were we like we, we we got them to use the weeby pads because that was helpful because we both were out that's of the a house must yeah we're gonna day. do that right away um but it was like 
all right, we got them to use the weed pads, and we were like, all right, we're done. We're done. Okay, so when we walk in and they see another dog and they go ballistic, all right, we'll just pick them up because they're little dogs. So we yeah. can do that. We, we, no, we can't. Yeah, we have it was embarrassing, to. man. It was, oh, yeah. It was embarrassing walking them, and <laughs> there was a lady, <laughs> there's a lady in our neighborhood, uh, I haven't seen her in a while, that had a pit bull well-behaved. This dog was so well-behaved. It, it, it just oh, put ours to shame. And so... Ginger and Lexi would see them, and Ginger would start to bark and 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 would be going uncontrollably ballistic. And I would pick both of them up, and and this woman would would look at her dog and be like, sit. and the dog would sit down and look at her, and she would stand there and wait for us to pass. And I would walk by, and I'd be all, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Ginger, stop doing it. And I'd walk away, and I'd turn around, and she would she would be like, all right, let's go, and they would move, and it wow. was just like embarrassing discipline yeah that i had these two hellions yeah and <laughs> she's got this well, well you know what we c- we can try and do a better job yeah but i know us that's why i'm saying try <laughs> we we you're talking big time right now you are talking and after a while you're gonna be like oh i know you william you're gonna be like oh, no just you know what they don't want to do it let's just i know how this story is going to end but 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 i'm happy i'm happy that you you know, definitely want to train if we get, you know. Why are you, why are you just going to write me off? Other dogs, why are you just going to shoot me down? You're going to put me down like that. No, no, I'm no, sitting no, there, no. I got aspirations. you like, <laughs> you boy, know what? you ain't going to be nothing. No, I'm not Your saying that. Ain't nothing. No. You ain't nothing. See, Your dog ain't nothing. He you ain't, ain't going to be nothing. Now, that's not true. And okay. I don't like that. I never liked uh, that. And that folks did that to yeah, their sons or daughters. I'm I don't like about that. I'm going to try and do something different. And you come out and say, I'm happy that you're going to. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at. I was saying that we, mm. you always, you always leave out the we when I say we, I, okay, let me speak for me. Let me speak for me. I can sit here and say, yes, and I'm going to try to do better. I know once I see that cute little face and they're looking up at me and I'm trying to discipline them. No, you know what? I agree. Let, let's definitely just, uh, let's just definitely say that we both are going to do better okay okay we, right. can, we can leave it there we'll leave it at that. all right i think that we have come to the end well, that of was a screeching halt there. Just this like, episode you just pulled a <laughs> needle across the record you i think we got had... to get better at your segues there that was yeah great. um <laughs> ah you know what i'll let you are you tired then. no no go ahead no no i'm not tired i just think that um we've talked about a lot we 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 started out really heavy yeah, we started and we out ended with up light with with Lexi. Yeah, that's true. That, Lexi Mundo. I know. Mundo. I miss Lexi so much. Yeah. She, I miss her so much. I mean, I I know that she's somewhere saying I miss you know Will and Lynn so much. The good thing no, is she didn't we call us Will and Lynn. She called us mommy, mommy and daddy. daddy. I know because she knew those names. I know. Yeah. I, it was great. I don't think she knew our name was Will and. I mean, she would be like if 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 she was a. Human she didn't kid know our name. I don't know. And she our got names. lost. Who's your daddy? What's your daddy's name? Will? Daddy. <laughs> she wouldn't have said Will. She would have said Daddy. She don't know that. She. <laughs> I know that. That's true. Anyway, you're you, absolutely you, you right. Were um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, I. I think you were trying to wrap this up. You were trying to rush us off. It's like time no, to no, go. no. I was saying Everybody that. Pool. Let's go. No, I, I, I. I <laughs> Yeah, I just think that um, we needed to have the conversation, you know, um, that we did. Um, mm, yeah. 
and um we also needed to talk about lexi so those were um i think it was i'll say that talking about both issues has been cathartic for me you know the conversations that i've had with family and friends about what's been going on um and you know as a result of the george floyd george floyd incident and all the others has been helpful it's been very painful but to not address it or talk about it is worse uh and i also as much as i didn't want to talk about lexi um after she passed and even today it has been helpful so you know it, it it's talk therapy it helps yeah and i think in both cases i know that um george's brother and and i don't know their names of course but one um he's always asking the crowd to say george you know to say say george's name yeah. and i think it's his way of keeping him alive you know yeah. just keeping it and so i think that we have to remember lexi we have to although we didn't know george we didn't know any of them but I think we can't forget. Right. When you forget is when things will happen again. You know, in reference to um, George's case, if we forget and continue to forget, things will happen. And then we can't forget Lexi and the joy that she, you know, brought to both of our lives um, and others. You know, yeah, yeah, our neighbors. Mom, I've mom. gotten cards. Your mom. Um um you know everyone um so yeah i think you know they say did i just start to show all over again yeah you you know it's like groundhog day yeah just starting all over again yeah it's like uh the clock just hits six and the alarm clock goes off and the djs are talking about it's cold outside yeah it's another you don't even know what i'm talking about do you yeah groundhog day okay all right yeah anyway um no, but uh, yeah, I think, you know, I, the one thing I was going to say is, you know, people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And Lexi was definitely in our life for a lifetime. Mm. And we have to keep her in our memories. And, you know, we do have to unfortunately go on without her, but we'll see her again one day. We will. Yeah. So, okay. I guess since uh, Boss Lady over there is ready to wrap up, I think we can go ahead and put a bow on this episode um so i i guess that's it that's it for this episode of still standing with lynn and will uh we thank you for sharing a few minutes of your day with us uh hope you enjoyed it i know some of it was a little heavy a little but, heavy uh we tried to lighten it up with a uh, little lex mundo yes and uh yeah uh we we hope to uh get back to some form of consistency with uh posting i would like to get to a point where we're doing episodes once a week, but uh, we got to crawl before we can walk and crawl on one knee and one hand, um, probably this on the, the same side of the body. That's why we move so slow. But anyway, um, we will be back with another episode in the near future, but we hope that uh, you tune in. Uh, one thing we want to make sure that you do is... Um, is check out the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until then, you know, please don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Still Standing Lynn and Will. Yes. Yeah. yeah For some the, reason, the, I thought it was something missing there, but yeah, the, the, the still standing. On Instagram is still, still standing, standing Lynn, Lynn and Will. And Will. It, yeah, I wanted to do something like Still Standing dot Lynn and Will, but that was 
Yeah, for some reason I thought, okay, someone had I that. changed okay. it to still dot standing. Uh, I don't, I had, That's okay. Anyway, still, still standing, standing Lennon Will, Will on Instagram. Also, please don't forget to tell a friend about the podcast. We really Definitely. would love to, you know, have, you know, you know. Well, I don't know what, what the heck is. was that? I don't know what that, that did is. not come out well. Of course, you had cotton mouth. Not I still do. Slurring. You know what the problem is? I don't have any wine in front oh. of me, but that's okay. So you, um, you the slurring comes without uh, it, alcohol. It comes without alcohol. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm gotcha. the opposite of everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. So again, Check us out. And finally, yes, definitely check us out on our website, lynnandwill.us. Again, that's lynnandwill.us and everything yes. all spelled out. Um, we have all of our episodes on there. We have, uh, we're going to put this episode obviously on there and we'll add exactly. some pictures and some video of little Lexa Mundo. And uh, you can listen to any of the episodes that we've done on the site and uh, you can subscribe to our podcast through any of those platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. And, you know, drop us a line on, uh, on one of the uh, one of our episodes. You know, if you, you want to let us know how you like the episode right. or uh, have uh, some suggestions, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Give us some feedback. Uh, if you're just tired of Lynn's Cottonmouth, that's fine too. You know, just <laughs> oh, be let nice us to me. Something. Be nice to me. <laughs> Until next time, remember, please remember, be kind to one another and love one another. Uh-huh.